Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So for today's episode, this is our first ever, first annual here in 2018, our special edition, special occasion, whatever, the Halloween episode, right? It's getting Scary Biblical. It's a working title, but it's uh, dedicated to the creepier stories of the Bible that we can we can put together. I, I love Halloween so much. It's one of my favorite holidays. Growing up in a religious household, we did not celebrate Halloween because it was the devil's holiday and <laughs> had no place in a religious household. But as I grew up and, and was became an adult, I could make my own decisions, I realized that, at least for me, the holiday had nothing to do with demonic sacrifices or the occult or whatever whatever bad things praises to satan or whatever whatever things that we might have been told growing up was what the holiday was all about and rather it's just a celebration of all the things that i like being a nerd and and being a creative right it's halloween to me is just like a like a comic convention almost that is celebrated throughout the whole country you know here in the united states i love just how like jock and, and nerd together can can join forces and and drink too much and eat too much candy and you can dress as spider-man if you want or or some other some other type of uh, or some other type of pop culture reference and, and it's just just about coming together and having that camaraderie and having fun having a good time and and i love it and i and i also i just i love the creativity that i see in the different costumes and the imagination that people use when putting together cheap costumes on the fly all the stuff on on pinterest or instagram or whatever just out there you know using toilet paper rolls for things and i don't know what other type of again an ingenious costume application so i love all of that together so it's one of my favorite holidays and i knew that i had to do a episode of the show in the spirit of all that for today's episode we've got Three creepy stories, all related to the main man himself, Jesus. Not that he himself was doing creepy things, but just (laughs) the miracles that he was performing uh, that have kind of a creepier undertone if you look at it. It's a lot of fun to talk about. I actually had a little bit of difficulty really narrowing down what I wanted to talk about because there is there is a decent amount of creepy stuff in the Bible. We already talked about the ghost hand that appeared and wrote words on the wall, right? And there's a bunch of other stuff. And there's a lot of stuff in Revelations that's really whack. And I can't wait to talk about that later. And I don't know if that's going to be its own thing or a future Halloween episode or whatever. But today we're just sticking, sticking to Jesus. Right? We're going to keep it simple. Ghosts, zombies, demon possession, and Jesus. So stick around for that. Before we do all that, let's talk about what I'm drinking tonight. In a lot of episodes, when I do the drinking portion, I figure out what it is that I want to drink. It's part of what gets me excited to do the show because I get to think about new bottles that I'm buying. And I do some research about, you know, if it's from like a, a distillery or whatever, or a brewery or like where they're from and some history on it. That's It's fun research for me to do if I don't just know it already. So for tonight's episode, I had a thing in mind. I had something I was going to do, some stuff I had researched, and that was totally my plan. 
However, I am on now the cusp of a four-day long weekend to go do Halloween stuff. For the, you know, we're doing Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights for tomorrow, and then Halloween stuff for the rest of the weekend. So here I am on the evening before a, a longer holiday, and on the way home from work, I decided that I did not want to come home and be good and eat my diet food, and, and thought I would splurge a little bit. Uh, calorie speaking and I went by one of my favorite taco joints and then afterwards went to the nearby grocery store and went down the beer and wine aisle to see if there was anything that really stood out right or anything that jumped at me and lo and behold it did <laughs> and it is actually it's from a it's a brewery here in Florida out in Tampa and I'm not sure how far their distribution's gotten. I've been I've been to their brewery before. They're really great. They, they make some amazing stuff. Not to be a total basic girl or whatever, but they have a really amazing lager that I'm a huge fan of, which, I don't know, maybe it's hard to really do bad on lagers, but I really like theirs. But anyway, the brewery in question is called Coppertail. Again, it's from Tampa, Florida. And the one, the beer that I have in my hand right now is a beer called <laughs> Unholy, which was the most apropos bottle that I, I've ever seen for this show. I mean, not only is it a show where I drink too much and talk about Bible stories, which is sacrilegious all by itself, but also this episode in particular, we're talking about Halloween and tying Halloween into stories about Jesus. So if that's not the most sacrilegious, most unholy combination that you can think of, I'm not quite sure what is. So... I ha absolutely had to get it. it. It took no other thought than just seeing the label. And it's really cool. Their art style is awesome. It's like a monk that's also like tattooed and has like a dagger in his hand. I'm not quite sure what he's up to, but it's really it's really cool. So you should definitely check them out if you ever have the opportunity to do so. Like I said, I've had several of their beers before. I've been out to Tampa. I've been to their brewery. They're a great company. And uh, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. I also love, so it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it. The type of beer, right? Because you have, you have lagers and you have stouts and IPAs and all this type of stuff. The type of beer that it is is actually called, and I'm going to butcher it. I'm sure, I, I don't know if it's German or whatever, but it's a triple or, or triple, triple, I don't know. I'm going to mess it up. I know I'm going to mess it up, uh, whatever. So bear with me on that. It's a it's a high, it's like a potent, like an IPA, but it's not India Pale Ale, which is what IPA stands for. It's just a different version of like a strong pale ale like that. And it's really awesome. Some IPAs I don't really like too much because they're so hoppy and they just, they just beat you over the head with it. And I'm not a huge hop fan like that. However, this one has a lot more like a fruity uh, flavor to it, which just combines with the hops, and you know, it, it's good. I really like it actually. It's, I'm a huge fan. I'm glad I, glad I bought it. I'm glad I did the impulse purchase thing. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we're that's what we're buying it. I hope you have, if you're if you're a fan of beer, check them out. Coppertail Brewing, uh, Unholy, or any other line of products. They're they're awesome. So that's what we're drinking tonight, and now we can get on to the show. It's probably going to be a quicker episode. Not not long stories, but they're great. We're here for a good time, not a long time, right? I've got two, start off, two like little small stories about Jesus that combine into one idea that I want to cover. And it's not, this one's not super creepy to start off with. But uh, starting off, we've got in uh, the book of Matthew, my namesake, chapter 14. This was like kind of at the, at the peak 
of Jesus's ministry and he had just a multitude of people that were following him around and listening to him and one particular day he had this huge gathering of people and was doing a big TED talk to all of them and you may have heard this story before where he has he's trying to feed everybody everybody's hungry and they didn't have the buffet station set up or anything so he he one person has five loaves of bread and two fish and and the person's willing to offer it up and and feed as many people as they can but who's that who's that going to feed really like like four people i don't know I, like not not a whole lot and jesus is like i got you let me take care of it and he he turns those five loaves and the two fish into enough to feed everybody in the crowd right it's it's a one of the the most popular of jesus's miracles that he does right the the, the five loaves and the two fish Anyway, so after all that's happening, and while he's still feeding everyone that came to, to his TED Talk, he tells his disciples to, to go ahead and go on without him and go ahead and get in the boat, and he'll just catch up with them in the next town, or he'll catch up with them later. And so they all, like, ride out you know, onto the ocean. And later on that night, it's like midnight or something, and they're all sleeping on the boat. And one of them happens to, like, look up and look out over the water, and they see this pale figure walking across the water towards them. And they all, and he wakes up the other guys, and they just they start losing their shit. And they're like, "What? What's going on? Like, you know, like there's a ghost out there walking on the water, and he's walking right toward us. Like he, the ghost is coming our way. And they're on a boat. They can't run, or they can't do anything. They can't get away. They just they're just sitting there watching this ghost get get closer and closer and closer. You know, walking on top of the water, and they're just in every step that the ghost takes, they're just losing their shit even more, <laughs> and, and they're all panicking. And then out out from the water out from from the sea they hear a voice like like hey <laughs> what's what's wrong guys what's happening it's me your boy jesus and they're all like relieved you know like big old sigh of relief and they're like like oh jesus it's just you we thought you were a ghost and he's like i'm not a ghost i'm jesus i'm right here like you know me and he like reaches out and he gets uh, one of them, we might talk about the story later, so I'm being very brief on a lot of this, but he gets one of them to come out and like on the water, and he has like a whole like, let me test your faith moment, like are you able to walk on the water too with me, and that type of thing, but we'll kind of end it there, so that's like part one of the ghost stuff, right? And then part two is later on in Luke chapter 24, right after Jesus' crucifixion, right, the whole Easter Sunday thing, and then he rises from the dead. And he's walk, He's going around. He's he's visiting a bunch of different people, either like new people that might be believers, and then like a lot of like his older disciples and stuff. He's revisiting them, and he just apparently after he was he came back from the dead, he got. I'm not making this up. Like he got like the ability to teleport and do stuff. Like he, there's so many stories of him just like they'd be like a gathering, a group of people that were all talking like. It really sucks that Jesus died, right? Yeah, that sucks, man. Like whatever. And then like boom, I don't like they're in like a locked room, right? Like they're 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 in there. <laughs> they're behind locked doors and just boom, Jesus just appears in the middle of them. He's like, "Hey, I'm here. Don't worry. Like it's cool. Like I'm Jesus. It's fine." And and that was happening often. And it was there's in this one, Luke chapter 24, he's there and he's got his some of his most hardcore disciples are there. 
and they're saying the same stuff, right? We really miss Jesus. It really sucks that he died. So, and there's people out here lying that he's walking around and, and visiting them and stuff like that. And they're like, that's that's blasphemous. You can't be doing that. And they're just going all whatever. And out of nowhere, boom, Jesus just appears right in the middle of them. He's like, hey. And they all start freaking out and they get super scared. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. And they just start scrambling and everything. And Jesus is just like, what is your deal? Why are you even like this? Like, what's your problem? He says, look, feel my hands, feel my feet. They are real skin and bone. A ghost does not have skin and bones like this, see? And they all come up and they like touch his hands and they, you know, and he's got, like, I guess, like the holes in his hands where he like he was nailed to the cross, right? So he's still got like, like, like you would like a like if you take your gauges out like on your ears or whatever he's got those holes in his hands and they're like able to like put their fingers through them and stuff and but they're like feeling his arms like like oh like you're for real like you've got you know you've got your flesh and bone you're everything and then they start they believe you know believed them and they heard his new like i'm back from the dead you know message and all that kind of stuff and that that's about the end of the story as far as i want to talk about it right now and the reason I'm bringing both of these up and bringing them, putting them together is, and I'm probably reaching way far into this and, and everything, but it's interesting to me that now twice his best friends in the world, his entourage, when they saw him, they thought he was a ghost. And both times he said he, he went out of his way to give them evidence and proof that he was not a ghost and that he was in fact himself bone and flesh jesus which is 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 fine it's good and everything and, and again i'm reading way too much into it but neither n none of these times did he say y'all are dumb ghosts don't exist <laughs> all right like i, I think that's it's, it's, to me it's a neat a neat point of of interest because he's yeah he's not like like, why would you think I'm a ghost? Ghosts aren't a thing. No, he says, why do you think I'm a ghost? I have flesh and bones, which ghosts do not have. Very, very interesting to me. Like, like, do ghosts exist in the Bible? Is that a thing that Jesus knew about and, and was, you know, like, had no problem, like, understanding that they believe? But he was just, he was just mad that he, that they thought that he was one of them, right? He's like, he's like, I know I need a tan, but can you? Can you please cut out the calling me a ghost thing? Like it's kind of rude. Like here, here's my here's my flesh and bones. Like just very interesting, very interesting. We we may or may not get to another ghost story later on down the road. You know, please like and subscribe to hear more later. <laughs> but it's interesting that that Jesus just yeah his approach was that was that specifically. So anyway, let's move on. That was kind of like bit one that I wanted to cover and on part two here in the same time frame this is I think this is this is huge it, we're going back to Matthew chapter 27 and it, this pat this is interesting and if you don't know the books of Matthew Mark Luke and John in the New Testament all tell the story of Jesus but from like slightly different perspectives right namely each of the authors Matthew Mark Luke and John so as you can imagine, some of them tell slightly different details than the others, right? Based on what their perspectives were and you know what they what they thought was important to talk about and what they saw themselves and all that. And but in the story of Matthew in particular, right when Jesus dies on the cross, 
he goes, Matthew goes into a long list of all the crazy things that happened in that moment. Like all, like just like not world shattering, I guess that's, that's a little, little bit too much hyperbole, but, but massive things that happened. And like verse 50, so what am I with in Matthew chapter 27, like verse 50, you know, Jesus on the cross, Jesus cries out with a loud voice and yields up his spirit, right? He gives up the ghost and we haven't gotten to it yet. So a little bit of a foreshadowing for the show, but in the temple in Jerusalem, there was this area in the temple called the Holy of Holies. It was covered by this really thick, massive, just awesome, badass, uh, which those are weird adjectives to use for that, but a curtain, just a thick, awesome, huge curtain that separated everyone from the Holy of Holies. And legend had it that God would, from time to time, like just come and chill out and sit in the Holy of Holies, which is why the curtain was there, because if anyone would look at him and see him, and if they weren't worthy, then they would they would die. And so to keep people from just dying randomly, they, they have this big curtain to block that off, right? So there's this big curtain. It's a huge thing. And there's a, there's a whole... Do I want to get into it now? Yeah, I will. So... There's this thing. There's there's a there's a holiday. There's a, there's a time in the Old Testament that once a year the high priest would go into the holy of holies to do a thing, and if he wasn't worthy, right, just like like Thor with Molnir, I guess, but but much more aggressive. Like <laughs> like if if he goes into the holy of holies and he's not worthy, he dies instantly. And there's this whole legend of how they would tie a rope on the foot of the the high priest every time he went in there so that if he was struck down dead because he was not worthy they could then pull out his dead body otherwise you just have this like stupid domino effect of like oh the high priest goes in there the holy holies and he's not worthy and he dies and then some other guy goes in to like drag the dead body out but he's not worthy so he dies and you just got like piles of dead bodies just lining up here in the holy of holies which is just counterintuitive to the name holy of holies right that's not it's more like a garbage dump like you can't have these things happening so there's a whole process to to circumvent that and anyway blah 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 that's how important this place was, the Holy of Holies. But when, when Jesus died on the cross, that curtain, that huge curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from everybody else, this, this is not a curtain that should be blowing in the wind or doing, like, you know, it doesn't accidentally like fly open, like it's a massive thing. Well, when Jesus died, when he, when he gave up the ghost, right, in verse 50 there, the curtain rips from, from floor to ceiling, like straight down the center, and just rips in two and there's some symbolism there that i could get into later but well we're not talking about that right now it's it's actually pretty badass it's pretty awesome but it just well whatever like a little tiptoe into it you know this whole idea that that with with jesus is dying on the cross for people's sins like now everyone is now capable of being worthy and and this, the holy of holies is open to everybody and there's not the separation and blah 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 so it's really cool though so anyway, so Jesus, when Jesus dies, <laughs> this this massive curtain rips into, which first time it's ever happened, and it says there were earthquakes and there were rocks that split into, like like the earth 
itself was was trembling and and shaking and moving and everything because Jesus died. And one of the like not talked about much parts was that while the earth was having earthquakes and moving and shaking, these tombs, these graves of older, long dead prophets of God all rose from the dead crawled out and walked out whatever from their tombs and of their graves and just all banded together and just walked into their nearest city and and this whole thing where like the guards who like watched Jesus die they felt the earthquake and everything and they go truly this was the son of God it's just powerful stuff but but getting back to it like like dead prophets and they don't name them but i feel like we're going to talk about them or if, or if we haven't already talked about them in the past ones that have you know come and gone from like the old testament and stuff like that these old prophets they all rose up from the dead and just walked into the city and were hanging out and i don't quite know exactly what they were doing i can only assume they were just telling people about this awesome thing about like Jesus is coming back from the dead now. Like you just wait, like he's dead now. That's why, like they didn't rise when he came back from the dead. He, they rose up from the dead when Jesus died, right? So like in preparation of him coming back from the dead, these like prophet zombies started walking out into the city and just and everything. I, like it just it's crazy to me. Like I wish there was more. I wish Matthew wasn't the only one that mentioned it. Like it was more information in there. Like did they smell? Were they bad? Did they get their flesh back? Were they were they all nasty? Were they were they clean shaven? Like what? Like what? Well, they probably weren't. They were they're all like. Jews and that's kind of like a no-no but like you know, they had awesome beards but <laughs> like I don't know like what what's the story here like just there's just this like mass uprising of zombie prophets when Jesus died I think it's amazing I think it's a great story like it's just you know not maybe not cool or whatever is like you know tying foxes together or, or the assassins or things that we've talked about in the past but this whole idea that I mean when, when Jesus died like he just raised up a bunch of of zombies which it never talks about them ever again like where did they go like what did they do like what happened with them like i don't know it's super interesting super interesting all right so the final story that we're going to tell to get into the halloween mood actually takes place in a cemetery right in a graveyard this passage man so remember how i just said that of the four gospels they all tell slightly different details uh, you know of of Jesus's life and works and stuff like that. Well, this instance, this story actually appears in three of the four books. So if there was any doubt that, that this was a thing or that this happened, three out of four Gospels approve this story. <laughs> like, it is mentioned in three out of the four of them, which is a pretty pretty big deal. Like, I'm not, you know, discrediting any of the other ones if they only appear in one of them or whatever. Like, I, like I love all of them. They're all, they all have value. They're all great. But this one, three out of four of the Gospels are about it, right? They all talk it. So I think that's pretty great. So let me, let me set the, the stage a little bit. So Jesus and the disciples, this is pre-crucifixion, whatever. This was out when he was doing ministry and stuff. And he and the, his disciples were out uh, at sea. And they were on a boat. And they were coming up to the country of uh, Gadarenes. Or, or get Gadarenes, whatever, whatever it's called. And in this country of Gadarenes was a guy who had had a rough life. 
He had had so yeah he had a rough time of it. He uh, apparently was was demon possessed, but not just by any like run of the mill like your normal like Monday through Friday demon possession here. He was possessed by a multitude of demons. It was just crowded in his body. And not to make light of it, it, it says you know he he was he was tormented. He had a bad time at all times, night and day. He would he would scream and cry out, and and he was he was just tormented, right? He just had so much conflict, so much going on. These these demons were just having their way with his body. And the, the villagers, the local villagers, trying to put a stop to him, not knowing what to do with and not like enacting the death penalty or whatever, they would continuously keep trying to like lock him up and put shackles on him and chains on his arms and his legs. But with the extra power that came from the demon possession, he would break the shackles and rip them off and nobody could bound him. No one could, no one could lock him down or anything. And, but he, he couldn't hold down a job. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't. So he ended up living in the cemetery, in the tombs among the dead people and living there. And they would hear him. The villagers nearby would hear him crying out day and night in the middle of the night and everything. And he would scream out in agony and he would cut his own body with stones. And it was just a really horrible, a horrible existence, you know, living here in the cemetery among the graves in the country of Gadarenes. And just a, an actual, like, horrific uh, existence, if you can imagine. And Jesus and, and his disciples, they docked their boat there in, in Gadarenes. And the man, when he saw Jesus from afar, this, this, this possessed man, this demon-possessed man, possessed by the multitude of demons, runs up to Jesus and bows down. <laughs> He runs out of the tombs that he was living in and comes up to Jesus and bows down. And then he says the loud voice. And here's where it gets interesting. He yells out a loud voice to, as he's bowing down to Jesus. What have we done to you, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, please don't torment me. Just such a weird thing like to say, like, like. That's one thing that Jesus is not known for, is tormenting people, right? That's not usually his M.O. But this guy is like, please, please not. And Jesus immediately says, come out of the man, you demon spirit. What is your name? And they say together in a collective voice. I just, I can only imagine like how like the audio, you know, like, like a thousand different voices overlapped or whatever. You know, we are Venom or whatever type thing, I guess. But yeah, this says, My name is Legion, for we are many. And the Legion begged Jesus that he would not send them away. And that's a very interesting verse because there are some theories out there that when he cast out a demon, he was actually able to just send them straight. Like if he cast you out, if, he, if you were demon-possessed and he cast out the demon, Jesus had the ability to just like banish to the shadow realm. He just just banish that demon straight to hell. Just straight go drop in the fiery pit, whatever. Like, just boom, you're done. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just you are banished. So Legion is here begging him, please don't banish us. Please don't send us away. And it says on the mountainside nearby, there was a great herd of pigs that were all feeding and all the demons, legion, begged Jesus and said, Please send us into the pigs that we may enter into them. 
because I guess demons can't just float around and do nothing. They have to be in something, I guess. I don't know. And and they said, send us into the pigs. If you're going to cast us out of this man, just send us into the pigs. And Jesus gave permission. He said, fine, go into the pigs. They're not kosher anyway. Who cares? So he, he sends the legion of demons into the pigs. And they do. The demons, like, fly out of the man. And they spiral out. And they go. And they go. In all the, and they enter the pigs. And the herd of two thousand pigs rush down the steep bank of the mountainside and fall into the sea and drown and those men that were hurting the pigs fled and they told the story in the city and in the country and all the people that heard the story they came to see what had happened they came to jesus and they saw the man who had they known they had known had been possessed and had been shackled and had been tried to be restrained and everything and saw that he was now sitting clothed and in his right mind even this man who had previously had the legion of demons inside of him and all the people believed and were afraid and that's the end of the story that's about it a bunch of pigs died which sucks to be a pig at that point um but they saved a man who had lived in a cemetery like a lot of his life and and cut himself daily and stuff and it's I don't know. It it has a kind of decent, like happy ending or whatever, at least for the guy. Um, and the and the and the demons themselves didn't get banished to hell. So you know, there you guys, there you boys go. Like good for you. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so that's that's the story of the time that that Jesus cast out the demons from the guy that lived in the graveyard and cast out the demons into some pigs, and they all jumped in the ocean and died. But that's our Halloween episode. That's where we're going to end it. That's all I got for you today. Some some pseudo ideas, some some little bit creepy stories, also some some nice stuff. Either way, that's all we have for today. That's the end of our Halloween episode. I know it's pretty quick. It's pretty we ran through some stuff pretty quickly here. I hope that you guys all have a great Halloween and a great rest of your week and Thank you again for listening. If you like it at all, please again also like share and like and all those fun things and I think I'm just going to wrap it up now. So happy Halloween. Be spooky. Be safe. Right? But have fun. Have a great time. Have an awesome day. Cheers.